Hallelujah. You can praise him right now. You don't, you don't need no music. You can thank him. This is an appropriate time to thank him right now. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Father. He said, in everything, with thanksgiving, prayer, supplication, be anxious for nothing. My God, make your petition known, Father. We thank you for miracles and signs and wonders and salvations today being delivered to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's his word. Hallelujah. Glory to the most high God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. You know, communion is a celebration. It's not a funeral. It's a celebration. My God. He defeated death. Conquer death, grave, and hell. My goodness. My goodness. Nobody like him. My goodness. I love that. He said, sting. He said, death, where is your sting? My God. My God. Dances. Took the keys back. My goodness. Hallelujah. I'm going to stand up here with you for a little bit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If someone just saved my life. I don't know if I could contain myself. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And someone has <laughs> saved my life. My and his goodness. name is El Shaddai. Hey. Hallelujah. Adonai. Great hey. Jehovah. Oh. Almighty God. My, God. my Redeemer. Nobody for he lives. My Hallelujah. Goodness. Hallelujah. 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 There's a revelation in the word hallelujah. Yes, it is. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I know what my God has done. done for me. <laughs> hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. That's why there's a cry within my inner man to say hallelujah. My flesh has hallelujah. nothing to do with this. Hallelujah. 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 When your inner man is able to ascend above your yes. flesh, oh, then you can praise your God. Hallelujah. Then you can exalt your God. Hallelujah. Because Hallelujah. he said, you are my people and Jesus. I am your God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You have the King of kings Hallelujah. and the Lord of lords. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a king that created the entire universe. And the worlds were framed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's your Lord. That's your God. Glory, glory to God. Who can be compared to El Shaddai? Hallelujah. The all-breasted one. That can hear all of the world praying the praise at the same time and answer them at the same time in all different languages. Who can do that? Who can do that? Oh, I praise my God because he's my God and I'm his child. Glory to God. Glory to God. yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There's always a praise inside of me. My goodness. Oh, I praise my God. I know him. I know it's one thing to know of someone. It's another thing to know. Amen. I'm known my by my Father. Amen. Because of my faith. I'm known by my Father because of my faith. My God. He my says, goodness. My sheep, they know, they recognize my voice. voice. 
and another they will not hearken to because I placed my name in their DNA. That's right. All right so now. So when I call them. All right now. And when the enemy calls them, they know the voice of the enemy and they know the voice of the good shepherd. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And he says, because you answer when I call you, that ensures me that you know no that me. you're mine. That's right. My God, my sheep know my voice, and another they won't hearken to. Come oh, on, I know man. you. My goodness. You're known. Of God. Of God. Because you answered That's me. You respond to my voice. You belong to me. me. <laughs> and another you will never, never follow. Oh, glory to God. My goodness. Glory to God. Oh, my God. I thank my Lord. See, there's a revelation in our praise. Amen. It's a weapon. And it's our communication. Come on. Our believer has a unique praise. That's right. A unique weapon in a unique language. That's right. He said, you're a new creation that has never existed before and now been given a new language of speech. A heavenly tongue. Oh, shit. Hey, glory I'm to God. I'm giving you a language that's not of this world. But of faith. But of faith. This is why he says the just must is a mandate that you live, live by faith and not by what you see. see not your senses. <laughs> so how can I be delivered? How can I be healed? Come on. How can I be set free? He says in faith. Not in you, but in me. Huh. Have faith in God. That's right, in God. Not in you, in but God. have faith, he says, in me. You're placing your faith in other things and other people. He says, have faith in, in God. And that simple word, in, I-N, means position yourself. Come on. In me. In me. Hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Position yourself in me. I tell you, you have to be at a place where they study and they show themselves approved. approved because a workman need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing what is of God and what's not of God. Because the enemy can imitate the anointing. Yes, he can. But what he can't imitate is love. No, he can't. Can't do it. That's why there's no weapon. No law. Paul said, I'll show you a more excellent way. Amen. Not the gifts, but I'll show you a more excellent, excellent way. way. And it's love. He said, I'll show hey. you myself. Hey. For I am love. I am love. My goodness. It's something else. You, you may be seated. See. If you can. If you can. I just feel like standing up here by the anointing for a little while. Just stand out here for a little bit. It's something truly about the name of Jesus. Yeshua. It's not a cliche. No. It's something about the name of Jesus. My husband, though, when I was telling Rocket, I'm, and my, I had a bad migraine this morning, and TMJ, everything when it comes to having pain 
and I, I, I almost to where it mess, mess up your thinking, you feel lethargic and things like that. But when I got in the car and there was a song, very simple song, and she said, just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. Yes, Just say Jesus. Whitney, I was, I was sitting, probably this minute, I was sitting slumped in my seat because I was having so much pain in my head. Since last night. But when she said, just say Jesus, I said to Rocky, I said, that name called me up out of my pain. <laughs> it called me up out of my pain. Calm and hurt me. She was a witness. And I'm telling you, I couldn't even talk. I said, when I, I said, so I said, Jesus. And I heard Jesus. But what I heard was healed. Amen. And it brought me up that's what out of my pain. Glory to God. Oh, my God. I said, Lord, you know exactly what to say and what to do at the right time. I'm telling the word can call you up out of That's what your it does. situation. <laughs> the word Word's. of God can call you up out of any disease. It can call you up out of any affliction. It can call you up out of any addiction. It can call you up out of any lack of finances. The word of God can call you out of a lethargic mind. The word of God can bring you up out of doubt. The word of God can resurrect your mortal bodies. Good God Almighty. The word of God. That's if you are in God. There you go. That's if you're in God. I'm telling you, he's quickened this mortal body. He's quickened this mortal body. I know that's right. He's quickened this mortal body. By faith. By faith. And I Amen. tell you, enemies still want to just whisper to you, don't you feel the pain? Yep. And so when I came up the steps, Dina was waiting on me. Prayer was waiting on me. Go ahead. Prayer was waiting on me. Prayer was waiting on me. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God, hallelujah. I just walked into prayer. She said, just calm yourself, teacher Mel. She said, calm yourself. And she just put her hands on me. And she prayed prayer of faith. And I just received it. And it brought me completely out of what I was feeling. And the whispers of the enemy trying to bring back the thoughts of the pain. Amen. And so what prayer does is eradicate the whispers of Go the enemy. Yes. Oh, I thank you. See, you discount prayer. You discount prayer. You discount prayer. You wonder why it's not working because you don't recognize the power of prayer. Right. Of the righteous is prevailing right. much. They said it's dynamic and it's working. Glory to God. Available. Tremendous glory power. My goodness. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, I can't see you. You, you mm -hmm. must be able to get me seated. You got to get this out. You got to get this oh, out. Oh, thank you, Lord. You got to get this out. You got to get this out. Folks ain't moved me. yet. You got to get this out. God has given me a word for the house Amen. of God. Amen. For his people. I'm telling you, if you get this one, 
If you haven't got any other word in the years that you've been saved, get this word. Amen. This word is going to bring you out of your flesh. When the minstrel was, he was singing, the psalmist was singing, and you were singing, oh my Lord, because it, it brought me, it took me to another place about going higher in God. That's right. Going higher. It was just saying to, to, to just give him thanks and say hallelujah. You were saying, just, you were telling him, just say hallelujah. Because hallelujah is the highest praise. And the highest praise means that the reason that you say it is not because you're told. The reason that you say it is because you have a revelation That's right. of what God has already, already done, done for you. That's right. And so you, you speak out of your spirit, hallelujah, because it is a finished work as far as you're concerned. That's right. So be it. There is a place in God that you must get to. Because the flesh has held us bound. And we, 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 we have, you're born again. You have the inner man inside of you that wants to get out. You've been born again. Your spirit has been born again. And that spirit needs to get out past your flesh. Amen. What's happening is that your flesh is serving as a veil. All right. Okay. And the veil is preventing the anointing, God's divine anointing, to operate in your life. Other people can't see the glory on you because your, your flesh is veiling God's divine anointing inside of you. You're living still out of your flesh. The flesh, and I want to give you some background on the flesh. Everything we think of the flesh has been taught to us as negative. Raise of hand. Amen. Nope. So no good thing dwells in it. No good thing dwells in it. But the flesh has a mind. And so it does. So is it the flesh that has no good thing that dwells in it? Or is it the mind of the, of the flesh? flesh? And these are the works of the flesh. Go ahead. The flesh has a work. It's, it's almost in comparison to the Trinity. Go ahead. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come on, teach. The flesh, again, has body. Mm -hmm. And has a mind. Yes, it does. So this is considered to be the spirit of the, of the body. Mm. But not the spirit of the Trinity. That's right. Mm -mm. Flesh and blood. Body. Has a mind. Meaning the spirit, see, and then the soul. That's right. Body, soul, and spirit, but not the spirit of the Trinity. The spirit of the mind of the flesh. Okay. All right. Okay. Your, your, your natural flesh is not at war with Holy Spirit. It is the mindset Go ahead, of your flesh. Go ahead. Your oh. flesh thinks on its own. Mm -hmm. It cannot be subject or be governed by 
Holy Spirit is war is at war with enmity. I need you to understand the flesh in itself is not sinful. I'm gonna bring a revelation to you. Uh, they, the they flesh say, itself is not sinful. Go ahead, man. You might break it down. Holy Spirit, I thank you for revelation. I thank you for deliverance and freedom in your word. Prophet's man is looking at me like, where are you going with this one? You gotta break down the walls. Because he took on, Jesus Christ took on sin. Mm, sinful. And he condemned sin in his body. Mm. And you are Christ. You was crucified with Christ on the cross. And sin was condemned in the body, in the flesh. This is why you're no longer under the law of sin and death. death. I got it. Because it was condemned. And this is how you can live and not sin anymore. Okay. Uh-oh. And he told her, go and sin no more. Told the woman, go and, and sin, sin no, no more. more. <laughs> because sin has been condemned in the flesh. So when he says, crucify the flesh, Paul says, I crucify the flesh daily. The question is how? Because I'm not, I'm not physically killing, killing my flesh, right? That's right. So it has to be a spiritual thing. Go ahead. Ooh. He said, crucify your flesh. How do I do that? And still live. And so what we would do is give the biblical response, be led of the spirit. Go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> you won't fulfill the lust so of the flesh. Right, be led of the spirit. So how do I be led of the Spirit? Go back to crucify the flesh. And it's already been crucified on the cross with Christ. The sin is not intrinsic in the flesh. So it's not, it's not the flesh itself is not sin. It's the mindset. Go ahead. Because this is what he said to do. Renew your mind. That's right. Daily. That's right. Because it, the soul can't be saved. It's not saved. They be saying, save my soul. Need you to understand mm -hmm. the flesh itself Go ahead. is not sinful. It's the mindset of the flesh. Because as a man thinking in so his heart, so is he. The spirit has a mind and your flesh has, has a, a mind. mind and they're at war with each other. <laughs> Which works through your, your soul works through that flesh. So, Amen. No, I'm just saying it works okay. through that. Okay, so this going. is why it, it has it cast down every imagination. Yes. That exalts itself. Paul said, mm -hmm. when I would always want to do right, he was always present. The mindset of sin. 
we are flawed by the fall of Adam. So there's a mindset to sin. You have a mindset to sin. It's in your nature. It's your nature. Talk, let's talk about the flesh for a little bit. The flesh itself is really kind of defined as animal instinct. That means something wild, untamed, has cravings. The flesh is the real animal. It's untamed. This is what he even says about the tongue. It's unruly. The flesh has a voice, and it speaks to us. This is why he said, renew your mind daily. Renew the mind. See, then when you renew your mind, it brings you back in alignment with the word of God. Amen. Every, every day you have a thought that's not righteous, not right. So I'm not, I'm not crucifying my flesh. It is the mindset of my flesh. This is why he said, this is why he said, Ty, he said, put my word on your front lips. Time around your waist. He said, meditate on my word day and night. Saturate yourself. He said, pray at all time without ceasing. He said, to do all this because your mindset of your flesh is hostile against the spirit of God. Think on these things. Whatever's lovely. Whatever's a good rapport. Yes. That's how you do your warfare. Bring it back in alignment with my word. I tell you, we've been, we've been taught wrong. I'm praying for the body of Christ because this is the struggle with the people. You, you're trying to live right. And you, this is why it's hard to be a Christian for some people. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know how to be born again. You don't know how you've been born you still are accustomed to your natural birth. Your parents, your family, your friends, and how you interact and how you feel. And so you, you're still trying to live a dead man's life. And then trying to be living of, not of this world again. And so it's, it's in conflict and war. So you're confused, you're lethargic, you're tired, and you, I, I don't want this. So you walk away, you try to find something else, or you try to make the word of God to be or fit your life and your way of doing things. Mm -mm. <laughs> Topic is the destroyer of the flesh. We have to come into a place in our experience with God Supernatural. Supernatural. Just to say the word supernatural for some of us is not natural. Mm, go ahead. We can't seem to leave our seat to even conceive supernatural. Because Christ, his whole life to us has been a concept and not a relationship. Not an intimate relationship. This is why... Peter 
really knew that he was the Christ. He said, who do you say that I am, Peter? He said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say this, some say that. He said, no, no, no. Who, Ashanti, do you say I am? Who am I to you? And because Peter had a very, in, very intimate time and experience with God, God didn't even know, wasn't aware that he had revealed who he was to him. Jesus walking right with him. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to That's you. That's right. Except the Father. And it's because of an intimate fellowship of wanting to be and think, how, how, does, he, how does he turn, you know, the, 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 uh, multiply the fish and the bread? How do he do that? So he's thinking, how do, where you're at, uh, Jesus, you're on the water, where you're at, I want to be. Bid me to come across. I want to be where you are. He had some intimate conversation within himself about who Christ was. It's one thing to understand, but all the other apostles had an understanding, but they didn't have the power of understanding. And the power of understanding brings revelation. What's been happening with us, the body of Christ said, you've been getting a lot of information about God, but no power of understanding about him. So we're going to talk about that today. We have to go, as I was saying, we have to go to a next level in our relationship, which is beyond the veil, beyond your flesh. That's right. Your flesh is the veil. Mm. We have to, to get in the place where his divine anointing is you have to get past the veil, your flesh. That's right. We can talk about that a little bit. So first of all, let's go to our actual foundation scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 through 18. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of, what, of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Now, some of us have heard or read the scripture. I'll read it. I'm going to read it again. But I want you to try to pull out what Holy Spirit is saying before I directly give it to you. So here we go again, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 through 18. I'm reading the Amplified. And we are not like Moses, 
who used to put a veil over his face so that the Israelite would not gaze at the end of the glory which was fading away. But in fact, their minds were hardened, for they had lost the ability to understand. Mm. For until this very day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because it is removed only in Christ. Mm, mm, mm. But to this day, whenever Moses is, is read, a veil of blindness lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns and repent in faith to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Go ahead. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, true freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So what is, what is all that? What is Paul, Apostle Paul, saying here? So let's go back to, and we're going to break this all up so we can, it can unfold and interpret itself. Verse 13, this is the really scripture to lift up. And we are not like Moses. What he's really referring to, we're not like Moses. When Moses received the Ten Commandments, the Old Covenant, when he went to speak with God, he didn't have his face veiled. His face was unveiled. Mm -hmm. I need you to follow me. But then when he came to speak to the people, Pastor, when he came to speak to the people, he veiled him his face. Mm -hmm. We were told, and when you read the scripture, it says that he had a veil over his face so that people wouldn't glaze at the glory that was on his face. So we've been taught, right, that because of the glory on his face is why he had to be veiled. Yep. You couldn't look upon it. It would shine so much. You couldn't look upon it. It, 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 it shines so much. That is not the revelation. It's true that his, the glory was shining. But that was not why he veiled his face. And it wasn't why they couldn't look upon him. When he veiled his face, it was because, and when it talks about going from glory to glory, and how we've been told about that too is another different story, and that's a th different teaching, is that he was covering his face because this is the old covenant. And when I speak and speak to the people, my glo the glory of God is going to fade because it's a temporary glory. Yep, that's why he veiled his face. And this temporary glory, because it said it would start to fade, and yep. fade means it's going to come to an end. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't time for the Old Testament pastor to come to an end. That's right. I'm seeing it right here. So I, I can't take off the veil because I can't allow you to see this glory to come to an That's end. That's exactly what he did. Because the new covenant is not here yet. That's exactly what it was. 
so that Israel will not see the fading and brightness come to an end. But when Moses spoke to God, and this is why he said he spoke to him face to face. And the word face, Lord help us to become students of Got the word to. of God. Come on, come on. Face means that he was able to see the character and expressions of God. And all these different names that we have for God is simply only expression. That's right. So he was able to see that he was El Shaddai. He was able to see that he was all breasted one. He was able to see that, he, that he, he was the bread of life. He was able to see that he is the anointed one. He was able to see all the expressions of the characteristics of God. And so the people he couldn't speak to face to face. He had to speak to the people because God was speaking through Moses to the people, but Moses was veiled. Mm, 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 so mm. when he's speaking to God, when, no, when he's just listening to God, because he wasn't speaking, he's receiving what God is giving him. What is happening then is that that glory, and Moses knew this. He knew it wasn't about what's shining on my face that the people can't look upon it. Mm -hmm. It's that this is understanding with power that he was receiving from God himself. He just wasn't getting understanding. He was getting the power of understanding. And with all that getting, come on. And while he went to the people and they, and he was veiled with them, their hearts was hardened. Because they couldn't see past the veil. Just like your flesh. Go ahead, go your ahead. Your heart is hardened. You don't want to praise them because you can't get past the, the veil. veil. Go ahead. That's why you won't lift your hands. Go ahead. There's so much that goes with this. I'm going to get through it. Because I'm going to talk about fading. I'm talking about look. I'm going to just, just break down all these different words. Uh, we're going to highlight minds were hardened. And they lost the ability to understand and, and the blindness of the veil. So let's go to, let's see here. Hmm. Talk a little bit about the flesh. And we talked about it, that the flesh is, has a mindset. It's carnal. And it has its own type of spirit. The flesh denotes mere human nature, the earthly nature of man, apart from divine influence. And therefore, it's prone to sin and opposed to God. The mindset, not your flesh, the mindset of your flesh is prone to sin. The flesh itself is considered self. This is why you, our nature is to be selfish. Mm -hmm. It's your nature not to want to tithe. But you've been born again. But your inner man can't seem to get past the outer man. That veil, come on. Mm -mm -mm. Self. Wow. And we talk about uh, the mindset isn't intrinsically sinful. The body of sin is 
done away with. See, the, the body of sin is done away with. The body of sin is done away with. I need you to hear me. The body of sin is done away with. On the cross, the body of sin was done away with. It's your mindset. For those who identify with Christ by faith, you crucify your flesh. This is how you crucify your flesh. You identify yourself with Christ by faith. Identify yourself with Christ, Pastor, by faith. Amen. Crucifies your flesh. Key word is by faith. By faith. I'm going to take my time with this. I'm going to walk through this real nice. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Because we hear that Paul said, I crucify myself daily, my flesh. So what he said, I identify myself with Christ daily. I'm mindful of who I am daily. I know who my God is, and my God knows me daily. I walk with my God, and he walks with me daily. His problems are yea and amen daily. I identify myself with Christ by faith, and it crucifies my flesh. And now I'm not prone to sin. Okay. My oh, my Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> and Can't when this no happens, when you identify yourself with Christ by faith, and so then you crucify your flesh, and this causes you to be emancipated from the power of sin in your flesh because your, your flesh has a power in it. It has a power of sin in it. Again, it's not your flesh that's sinful, but there's a power in your flesh. But he says, yes, go, Pastor, yes. So this is why you have to get a new one. Exactly. And he did too. Yeah, Glorified. The glorified body. <laughs> but until then. That's right. Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. Daily. Okay. I identify myself with Christ by faith. <sighs> by faith. That's the key word. Thus, I emancipate myself. I free myself from the power of sin that's in my flesh. I free myself, Dina, from the power of sin that's within me. So, so your whole walk is supposed to be the walk of faith. A death walk, the untrodden path. It's on that's SoundCloud. Another message. It's on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud, the untrodden path, the death walk. <laughs> yoke. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about yoke. He says, my yoke is easy. See, think about what yoke really is. What is yoke? Yoke means that you join yourself that's with Dave something. That's Dave Akut, I'm telling or you. Or someone. That's right. You join yourself. So you got to be careful mingle. who you link yourself up to. You mingle. Be careful who you marry. Be, be careful who you even date. Be careful who you even socializing with. Be careful because you know what? And marriage, it says it's forever. That's what it says. 
But God says, what I put together. That's right. Let no man put us on seat. What he put we, together. See, he, said, now, he didn't say what you and, and you put together. He said, because that, not, that was not unto me. That was unto you. You. Your flesh. See, there is a marriage that's unto God, and there is a marriage unto man. Mm, mm, mm. This is why he said you won't be able to get a divorce. Because the marriage was unto God. God. He said it has to be ordained marriage that he has ordained and not you put yourself together with whomever. He said this is why you're able to get a divorce because it wasn't ordained by me. Counterfeit. You, you can't marry the six pack. You got to know what is of God and what's not of God. And sometimes it don't look like it's God, but it's God. Watch the relationships that you're yoking yourself with. Mingling. Because you're going to find it almost impossible to, to get unyoke. That's right. Say that. All right, I felt that one. Then you're all bitter and mad and upset. Then with God, produce kids and everything out of, of what you done yoked to that was not of God, wasn't ordained of God, and you're frustrated. He said, "But I have not ordained this, approved it." Yo, then it says, "When you yoked yourself with something or someone, you you serve it. That's right, servitude. You serve it." And when you yoke yourself to something or someone, you come a part of it. He said, take mine. He said, take his yoke. He said, Pastor, he says, take, take my take life. Take mine. Yoke me, he says, take my life. That's right. And be a part of me. For my life is easy. Easy. Yours is hard. Hard. The way of the transgression is hard. hard. He said, you manufacture hardness. Mm -mm. And you magnify it. Teach. You serve it. Anointing. We got to get clarity on anointing. Come on. Anointing is when you appoint to complete, to do a task. It's a call on the life of the person. And then you're you're authorized to fulfill the call. You're empowered to fulfill the call. So this is why even with the natural man, they will bestow upon a person a certain title to do a certain job. And they're still anointing them for what they have entitled them to. But we, when I really want to give you a note when it comes to smearing the, the oil. That's right. And where it came about from. Where, where did it come from and why? It came when the shepherd goes back to the shepherd. He anointed his sheep. Go ahead. I thank God for the Holy Spirit, Pastor. And why did he anoint the sheep? You anoint the sheep for protection. You anoint the sheep from death. Go ahead. You anoint the sheep from going crazy. Mm. Because this is what happened. 
He would anoint the sheep with oil for the purpose of, because there was insects and, you know, that would get on the, on the sheep. Go ahead, and what the, what the insects would do would crawl in the sheep's ear. The enemy, the whispers of the enemy. And lay eggs. Lay eggs. Try to bring forth life. Try to bring forth life. So the anointing oil would ooze and go into the sheep's yeah, ear. That's right. To protect it from the insects. Because when the insects would enter the sheep's ear, it would kill them. That's right. So it was protection from death, from the actual insects entering the ears of the sheep. Right, they didn't eat them. So there, there, there you go, and then the sheep would be no good. Either it become really sick, and then you know it, would, you know, really couldn't, you know, be any good. So we want to really know what's anointing and why we anoint and things like this. So it is biblical, but you need to know where did it come from. The the Hebrew meaning of anointing. Is this now? I was really fascinated by this pass. I'm sure you know you <laughs> really <laughs> appreciate it. It is the fatness of the word. It's the fatness of the word. The anointing. It's quiet. So how does we say mm. we're saying a lot of scripture, but we have no clue all the time what it means. You ain't studied. Anointed destroys the yoke. Yep. Oh, she's anointed. <laughs> yeah, she's anointed. Powerful woman of God. It's anointed. We we throwing words around. It fell in his place today. The <laughs> <laughs> yoke destroying anointing. The double anointing. But go ahead. <laughs> At the year of the triple anointing. <laughs> So the anointing, anointing really does this. Is that what has happened for us in our life is that we become we have become yoked to things and people. Say that. You get real heavy. Yep. The yoke around your neck, it 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 calls you to bend over. Go ahead, now. Pain started hurting. And the rest of your body started hurting because you've been in this position of a bent downward position. Now. <laughs> I almost thought I heard God. I did. <laughs> He's my real God. Right. So <laughs> you got that right. See, always, always time for the word. You know, yeah. even when you're joking, time for the word. <laughs> Not a moment without the word. It could be your life. So <laughs> the, the, when you're yoked, there is a heavy weight on you. It could be your. You can yoke yourself to your situation, your circumstance. Your finance, your lack of finance, you're you yoked to that. Uh, I'm unemployed, I'm yoked to that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm yoked to the kids not doing right. I'm, I'm yoked to my, my kids don't love me. I, I'm, I'm just yoked to generational curse. I'm just yoked. Okay. My parents didn't treat me right. And you didn't treat me right. And I see you every day, you still don't treat me right. I'm yoked. I'm yoked to my emotions. Heavy. And so what happens is this. The anointing is not meant the way that we say it destroys the yoke. Because it because we really didn't have a meaning for it. We just said it. Go ahead now. So what the anointing does when you're weighed down like that, this is again, this is again why he said, keep my words on your front lips. Tie them around your wrist. Bind them. Bind them around your wrist. 
because you need the fatness of the word to break the yoke around your neck. And so this is what we call the anointing because it destroys the yoke. It is the weight of the word that you carry Go ahead. in your life. It Go is the ahead. word that you're speaking in your life. It is the fatness of the word of oh, God that oh, oh. destroys generational curse. It's not the anointing. All that is a part of who God is. But the anointing is the fatness of the word of God. How much of the word of God can you hold? What is your capacity, Carmen, of the word of God? He says today, he says today to you, if you allow the fatness of the word of God in your life, it will break it will break Destroy. the yoke of all what's in you and on you and around you. It breaks. It breaks, Cindy. The things and circumstances in your life. He said, it's the word that destroys the yoke. Good God. It is my word. word. I, he said, I come in the volume of the, the books. books. All right. That's able to destroy <laughs> the works of the enemy. It's the word. And this is what he said you are to do. Your job is to destroy the works of the enemy. He said, you're so, just using oh. my words. Uh, Say my words, but I need my word to come alive in you. I need my word to come alive in you. Fatness of the word is the anointing. Shamin. That's right. It's the anointing. S-H-A-M-E-Y-N, the fatness of the word in Shamim. Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look intensely. We're going to break up some of these words here. Wow. Mm. To look intensely. This is what they were saying that the people were, why they couldn't look at Moses. The reason they couldn't look at Moses because Moses had been in a position with God to where the word look intently means that he was fixed on God. He was so fixed on God, they couldn't look upon him. He was so fixed on God, that's what brought the glory. And the glory simply means, give you another uh, little, I guess, glossary terms, is that the glory simply means his presence. We're trying to make something. He himself is deep. It is his so, presence. So, Kabod, mm -hmm. the heaviness of the glory. Yes. Which will break that yoke, that, uh, destroy that yoke mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, or yeah. even the power to be yoked. Yes. With the wrong thing. That's right. The word. I just want to make sure we follow that. Mm. He was fixed on Christ. Wow, my God. We talked about face, and we talk about now, talk about the word end, E-N-D. We're still in that scripture, the same mm -hmm. Second Corinthians. It said it was coming to, the Old Testament was coming to its end, yeah. its finish, its purpose. And so he didn't want them to see that because it wasn't time yet. Fading away. Wow. So the veil prevented them from understanding the purpose behind the fading of the glory. Fading means ineffective, inactive.
a heart and heart is a is insensitive to touch. Mm. So the word you preach the word of God, but you have many people who have heart and heart is not sensitive to the touch of love. Mm. It's hardened. Mm -mm. It's not sensitive to love. Mm -mm. It's callous. That means almost like a bone. That's right. A stone. And so the word finds no place in the heart. So how do we pray for heart and heart? That's callous and against God. He said, that heart is against me. But pride is normally what leads a person to having a callous and hardened heart. He says, I set myself up against the proud. That's what happened to Satan. Wow. Okay, see where we're going here. Ooh. Heart and heart. Cause a person to have a closed mind. Mind is just closed to anything you're going to say. It causes them to be mentally slow. Mm -mm. This is wrong with people. And the most intellectual one, you're mentally slow. If you have a heart and heart, you are mentally slow. You're lacking brightness of mind. You're somewhat an intellectual Blindness. See, again, you're, you're intellectual, but, but your intellect is blind. Blind. <laughs> Self. We have to go to a place past our flesh. See, when you get in the place in God's presence, your flesh is paralyzed. Go ahead. Your flesh is paralyzed. It can't move, it can't think, it cannot act. Your flesh becomes inactive when you are in the presence of God. In the presence of the Lord, there's liberty. Wow. You're liberated. Oh, I'll bring it to an end, I have about three minutes. <laughs> understanding is this, normal understanding is this. Write this down. It is when you get it with your intellect, you comprehend it, and you know it, and you can explain it. Say that to again. Understanding is when you can get it with your intellect, you can comprehend it, and you know it, and you can explain it. The power of understanding is this. It comes from the anointing of God. When you know it, you get it, you can explain it, and then you can walk in it and live it. <laughs> The power of understanding comes from the anointing of God simply being in his presence. And it makes it so when you know it, you get it, you can explain it, and you can walk in it and live it. So what's happening is people understand the word of God, but they can't, they can't live it. They have knowledge of it. They can even explain it but they can't do it. 
I have understanding of something that I know, and I can explain what I know. And this is what people do. We quote the word. Yep. Share it on Facebook. Hashtag, all hashtag. Oh, they're tearing it up in there. Hashtag, hashtag. Tearing it up. Share, share, share. And you're tearing up all the scripture. But you can't live it. Forgive. And the reason you can't live it because you don't have the power of understanding. That's so good. Because there's still a veil. So what has to happen is that the veil has to be pushed past, which is your flesh. Right. And to push past your flesh simply means this, is that my mindset has to be renewed. And when my mindset of my flesh is renewed, because you're not renewing, this is a, you're not renewing your, body. your spiritual mind, because the inner man is ready to go. <laughs> He's just been born again. Come on. The inner man is ready to go. The inner man is ready to decree and declare the things of God, but your flesh is saying, no, it's not working out right. Yeah. Your feelings attached to that. No, my marriage, things not going right in my marriage, my relationships. Your emotions are all attached to it. My emotions. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking right today and then tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm thinking wrong. Yeah. And then you know what? Let's explain and give a little insight as to when you're here in the actual physical sanctuary that was built with man hands. You think you have the power to do it. Because you're you're screaming, you're crying, you're say shouting, that. you're say saying, that. say that. You're Won't feeling real it? strong in the, in the man-made sanctuary. But when you live out, you have no power to say that, yes, my marriage is going to be a successful marriage, or yes, my kids, they're going to do the things that they should do, and yes, my finances are going to change, because you had a false sense of the real sanctuary. Go ahead. Which is you. Oh, say that. You are the ecclesia. Come on. God wants to get you away from the physical sanctuary. Because this sanctuary made with hands, you only get understanding, but not the power of understanding. Mm -mm. Come on. Study. So you're saying that I can't do this, I can't do that. Wait a minute, just an hour ago, you were saying, oh, and how good God was and how he was going to bring you through. You know why? Because you've been having an experience of a lot of screaming, shouting, and running around and fainting and falling out. But that was because you were in the man-made sanctuary. And you don't have to live it out in here. You have to live it out in here. Amen. Inside of you. The sanctuary that was not made with hands. That's right. See, if, you, if you're able to live it out inside through the inner man that has to bypass the outer man, which is the flesh, you're able to live it in the hand, the sanctuary built with hand and also outside of the sanctuary. My Lord, God, mm. help us. Mm. I have about, my time is up, but I'm going to break it all down here. The gospel of God is eternalizing you if you allow it to. You've been born from above. You've been born from eternity. 
but you're still trying to live like you've been really born from this earth. You have so much to give and so much to do in the kingdom of God, but you can't seem to do it because you're still living, being, being earthly bound and not heavenly bound. But the word of God, Pastor, the gospel, if you will let it, mm. he said, permit, allow wow. the mind of Christ Jesus to be in you. Permit, allow my mind to be in you. And when you allow the mind of Christ to be inside of you, the gospel, it eternalizes you. It calls you to live in eternity. Come on. And you don't see things or feel things from the earthly bound. You're living from eternity. The word of God is supposed to prone you to be living from above, not here. Amen. That's where your prayer should be from, the heavenly perspective. I need them, Pastor. Yeah. To understand that the gospel eternalizes you, eternity, eternalizes you, eternal. It means that the gospel brings you in the process of being supernatural, not natural. The word of God has a process that it has making inside of you not to live like a normal young lady anymore, but to live as a godly woman taking charge of your life, speaking the word of God, commanding things to line up with the word of God because the word of God is in a process inside of you bringing you to the place of supernatural, not natural. Come on. Mm -hmm. So you're still trying to live natural. Yep, yep. Being born supernatural. Trying to live carnally. But if we walk close with God, this is what... Uh, the way this man looking at me with the word, he, he looked like he about to attack me with this word. Can you give me some more word? Oh, my Lord. Glory to God. Let's turn to Genesis. Now close here. Come on. Let's go to on. the end, which is at the beginning. <laughs> Genesis 5, verse 21 through 25. And I do close. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. I, I, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. There are 365 days in a, in year. a year. He lived 365 years. Come on. Do you see the supernatural? Do you see the multiplication? God is trying to get, see, you want to live the abundant life, but you won't live supernatural. You want the promise of God, but you won't live supernatural. You want the answers from God, but you refuse to live supernatural. This man was able to live 365 years, Enoch. And this was because, man of God, because you're just so hungry. Can, can you come up? <laughs> oh, well, you got the little walking thing up the hill. <laughs> Is that Enoch was in such close fellowship with God. Close communion. So much so, throughout all of those years, 365 years, but there were some things that he had to get done. 
He stayed. It said he stayed, walked with the man of God. He stayed in close fellowship. So much so. And there's no way, thank you, Holy Spirit. He yoked himself with God. He joined himself with God so much that he became one with God that when he began to walk, they said they saw him no more. He disappeared. He disappeared. He didn't die. He said he walked with him so close that they saw him no more. What type of anointing was released? What type of supernatural abilities did Enoch have? He was in such, such, such pastor, close union with him. Fellowship with him. I'm going to let you have it, Pastor. You said, but when Enoch, I'm just, first of all, I'm looking. Go ahead. I said, this man (laughs) of God lives 365 years. He put a supernatural extension of life on this man because of the oneness, because he had joined himself with him, because he had fixed himself on Christ. He said, because he began to walk. Can you imagine that you walk so close with God that you leave the natural into the supernatural and you disappear? And he said, he walked with him no more. He disappeared. They didn't see him. He walked. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, people, God. But this is what happened. What he did, what he did, he tore the veil. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. He tore the veil. Of his flesh. He pushed past his flesh so much that he left time and he, he entered he, eternity. He saw no death. He didn't see death. He didn't see death. He, ba- he bypassed his funeral. He bypassed the grave. He bypassed his coffin. He bypassed death. He had no funeral. He had no burial. And they saw him no more. He walked so. Faded right on the way. The word of God said he walked so that his life ended here and he entered into glory. Now you know you you opening up the door. You opening up the door now. You're opening up the door for so much. You got to break that flesh pastor. You got to break the flesh people of God. You have to bypass your flesh and enter into once and all for your life in the supernatural and live supernatural in this fleshly body. Good God. Crucify your flesh. Crucify daily, he says. By living by faith in God. And this will destroy the power of sin that's in the flesh. Because he became sin on the cross and he condemned sin and so now you're no longer under the law of sin and death but of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. glory to God hold up glory to God. hold up yes, Pastor. yes so Adam yes who is in the scripture that he walked in the cool of the day with yes. us in that close communion yes but when he sinned, mm, yeah. he broke that veil, that flesh, that mm. body now, mm-hmm. 
was going to die. That's right. Mm. Glory to God. I'm just saying, you open up the, the whole thing. If you do your study on Enoch, you'll find out that he was a man of prayer. Oh, you don't know what it's like to go into a cave and pray for a year. Okay, this is how you get close to God. And Adam walked in the cool and heard the voice of God. What with his voice, he said. Because that's prayer. That's communion. So every time you talk to God, this is that communion. It, see, this is why we don't want to pray. That's what you're supposed to yoke with. How do you communicate with God? Through prayer. Amen. These are your answers. Your answers are in prayer. We talked this, about that. The woman of war. I won't pray. Release. It's, it's not. This is why you won't need all these meetings. You won't need a lot of counseling. Because he said, I'm the great counselor. There are some times that you will need to meet. But you really have to have a genuine relationship with the supernatural God. The only true and living God. Because in your prayer time with him, it's when you're going to receive the answers that you've been waiting for. From the throne Amen. room. Amen. You're going to feel his presence, My the God. anointing, which is the fatness of the word to destroy the yoke that's on your life and on those who you love as well. I pray that the word of God has richly blessed you, empowered you, and just bring you to a place of unity, so much so that all the giftings and the healing and deliverance you experience it. You are supposed to experience the supernatural. You've been born again. You've been born from above. You've been born from life, true life, the life that was birthed out of God himself. Mm -hmm. Elohim. Bless you. Same glory. Mm. Right there. Okay. <laughs>